0: Welcome to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now here's your host, Sharon Kleina.
1: I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water and Water Life Science. We're into our 12th year and I am excited about all the special guests we've had all over the world and all the countries that we go into. through as an international syndicated show. I want to thank Voice America, World Talk Radio, and everybody we're syndicated with for giving us the opportunity to bring the listeners to listen to something so important. What is the most important part of your life on this planet? To participate in what I call the Health Olympics, to learn every day enough for you to be healthier, to help others to learn to be healthier, but also look at our planet at how it is alive and wanting to survive. For the millions of years that this planet has made it has been miraculous. But with nature's planning from the beginning of all Time. Why do we believe that all faiths of different backgrounds began to develop through the thousands of years? They knew each faith. As different as they may seem, each faith agrees that water is the primary faith of all life on earth. Without it there is no life. It's it's the every bit of our electric thinking. I've been teaching you how vital that is, and but how exciting it is to study. I've been studying it for over thirty years when I figured out that life is water. And why aren't we prioritizing our government, our economy, our lifestyle with water life science, primary first, why is, are we forgetting? When that family go home with that baby, we're forgetting. That baby was born in water and came to live in the atmosphere, water. Without the atmosphere being water, you couldn't live to thrive your life. Because the life you're living in has a percentage of water per organ. Living with an evaporation process of a loss of water every day from the time you're born until you pass away to your face of heaven. That life begins with no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. Everything about you has a little difference compared. You even have a little different look. Colors chosen by the climate at the time of where that human life began. All species chosen by where that life began on the planet because of the water impact and what was happening with the nature of the water, the atmosphere, and living life, beginning. Now, let's have a mirror in the water for a minute. Here's the water. We have a blue ring around all of the planet from the beginning of time. We've been taught that. But that ring has a droplet moisture of water in it, living with the solar system as it moves very carefully with rhythm, emotionally in control, carefully. But here's this planet Earth, and that all of a sudden, evaporation happened at one spot and the droplet came down again and again for millions of years. And time and rhythm and patience living with the solar system. As it came down, it went, began to go into the earth and embed in aquifers. We could look and picture them as a cave. Each part of the planet, as the water would fill the cave with millions of years, it will come to the top of the surface of the earth and begin to influence what we call now life. Now, remember, every single word that we speak and everybody uses, every single word was invented by someone to describe that something. Everything. All the way down to the word the and what is and every word. And you're learning that with algorithm on this invention called search engines. Every word that began at the beginning Again, with a description. Water is a word. The atmosphere and water vapor are words. Here came maybe a moss on the water, maybe. Here came a fern to grow with the atmosphere, maybe. Here came soil with all of this life called soil, Soil is a living life that lives with water. Better than the sand. Sand is dry. Sand is more challenging with the atmosphere. But soil is your living life of the planet. It grows roots, it grows seeds. It grows trunks of trees and stems and going on and on. You are part of that, too. You live that way on this planet. And the planet to live with us began millions of years ago with the nature of what it learned. And the nature of that is primary water and breathing that water in the air called atmosphere but we ha- after birth we begin an evaporation process when you hear the word dehydration that means it's serious it could be on the toe it could be you know, a rash on the arm it could be acne it could be whatever the symptom might be that's causing a severe possibility of more dehydration, of over-evaporation of water from the body, living with the atmosphere. Because we're all so unusually different, no two fingerprints alike, no two eyes alike, we don't look at things the way we should. And symptoms in life became diseases because we were not looking at the evaporation process, but we began a word called a word called remission rather than cures. I'm suggesting with all the research that I've been doing for all these years, it's time to start looking at the possible cures of the evaporation process and learn what is happening. And find an excitement of better education, more research, to attribute to what we need as a priority on this planet. Study the water, communities in water, and make it a focus. And let's go back to what's best for all children on the planet, not the adults. We have children that depend upon Everyone. Not the pocketbook. They depend upon life, education. What is the story? History. Further research. Excitement. Vision. Imaginary dreaming with vision of what could be out there more to learn. Those children are perfect. They need us. And what's happened out there, we forgot the focus of the earth itself and what we all can do to make it what's best for eternity, for all children, because we didn't take serious, but it can be brought to focus the water, the breath of life in the atmosphere. Thank you, and we're going to go on. We're going to have, as I said, we have special guests that have been coming in from all over the world for 12 years, and would come in from countries from all over the world, and today we have a special guest coming on that will be here in a moment, but we're going to go to our sponsor, uh, Nature's Tears Eye Mist for Dry Eye, as I've all taught you through the years that when I was brought to study what is happening to blindness uh, with the ophthalmology research, I was able after studying that the surface of the eye is 99% water and it evaporates from birth and it must have a relationship with the water and the atmosphere If it doesn't have a good relationship with that atmosphere, the individual can have an over-evaporation of the eye and begin a vision impairment Two potential possibilities of blindness. They have proven that dry eye is an epidemic out there on the planet. Because of what is happening, I would guess a lot of lack of education, but we put... Nature's Tears, I Missed on a global market, got it started. It's in China, been in the United States, going into other countries of the world. And we found that the education is helping everyone, but you got to have the product technology. And the only one out there is Nature's Tears, I Missed, and the trade secret of 100% water, to supplement for dry eye and the complaints of sitting at a computer, looking at your iPhone all day, the truck driver, children in sports, and we could go on. Individuals who are complaining about dry eye. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be back with our special guest.
2: Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
0: The leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Audience, I want to introduce you to Sylvia Parker. Sylvia, are you with us? I am I mean, here. Sophia, How are you? I apologize to Sophia. you. No uh, Sophia, No problem. Sylvia Parker, and I want you to tell the audience about your background. Uh, where okay. you came from to get where you're at. I think it's always interesting uh, all over the world when we bring our um, 12 years later and we bring people from in- into the country or part of our country to tell us about who they are and how did you get to where you're at today and why? What was your passion? So uh, tell us so about much. your life. Uh-huh.
3: Thank you. Uh, Before I do that, I do want to say that uh, uh, all Chinese have a very special affection towards VOA, and and I personally worked at VOA as a broadcaster for two years, and um, especially during uh, Tiananmen incidents. So um, I want to say that VOA always has a special place in my heart. That's where I started now learning Now, you want to tell English. our
1: audience what the <laughs> initials are of what you just said. Say that what again? is EOA to them? What is that for our audience? Voice of America. Okay. There well, we when go. I was growing,
3: <laughs> Voice of America, and uh, that's when I was growing up. Um, where we learn English, uh, mm-hmm. we get to have our little. Uh, connection with the outside world because uh, I grew up in Taiwan during martial law and uh-huh. it was very difficult to get uh any information outside of a government controlled uh news media so oh, yeah. carrying a little video a radio with me listening to the news and learn to speak English and that's mm-hmm. that. Gave me the hope and gave me the idea of coming to America. Mm -hmm. I grew up Mm -hmm. in Taiwan. I always Mm -hmm. tell people I am MIT made in Taiwan. I'm very proud of that. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I uh, finished my undergraduate in Taiwan and uh, Mm -hmm. left to come here for um, that freedom, freedom to be creative and freedom to be all you want to be. Um, And I came here to go to graduate school. Growing up, Mm -hmm. I've always dreamed of becoming a journalist, Um, you -hmm. know, to be able to fight for justice and tell the truth. That was uh, my lifetime dream. And I came to the States I studied in Illinois State University. I studied mass communication. It was a wonderful experience to be able to be, you know, on campus and um, mingle with people from all over the world and learn the Midwest cultural values. It was fabulous.
1: Can um, I say I have something, something there, quick, sure. Sophia? Let's, can I bring uh-huh. something there? Because I have friends from... Taiwan and and to live in Taiwan. But anyway, did you find around the world when people visioned a um, a, 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 a vision and a dream to have the freedom, to have the vision to come to America and expand Mm. your wings to become more open to letting people know how excited you are to imagine Mm. what could be that you're you're excited about, your curiosity. You were allowed to do that with vision. You weren't held back.
3: This is a great country and no wonder, you know, people want to come here. You know, the smartest people want to come here. And this is the place where we can all start equal, right? As long as you work hard, you you can succeed, and I am a living example. Oh, no matter wonderful. What, yeah, no matter what the current political environment is, I still think this is the greatest country on earth, and it, it's a place where you can... Express your opinions, and people are very friendly and open. Um, I, I just can't think of a better place And can to I be. say
1: something out there real quick? Because I think mm-hmm. I'm a typical host. I like to get things as we go, not go back to them. Sure. sure. what you just uh-huh. said there about uh-huh. uh, people are open, people are... Have you uh-huh. noticed what I've noticed?
3: Uh-huh.
1: That people in this country... Not all over the world, though, but people in this country Mm -hmm. are very contagious type of people to the rest of the world and to our own country that they want to help. They want to help people become visionary. They want to help people do what they need to do to help them out. And they don't always bill you, send you the bill. They'll help Mm -hmm. you. Did
3: you notice that? This is the only country that you have a SBA, Small Business Administration, that gives, you know, women, minorities, veterans, uh, you know, disadvantaged people, uh, minority people, uh leg up. You know, a special quota for you to help you to get started. To help you to get along, and help you to educate you to be entrepreneurial, and also, I think what makes this society so prosperous is that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, and people that are word, willing to help you.
1: That um, word, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I envision way back in time, and I, I don't, You're probably young. I'm 77. I came from an era. Mm-hmm. Of time mm-hmm. and and uh, during the war, after the war, uh, after the depression, that we mm-hmm. I'm I'm uh, I'm familiar with all that, and mm-hmm. I, we everybody in the country helped rebuild mm-hmm. the economy for the children. We exactly. everybody was thinking about what was best for the children, for the economy, not for their own pocketbooks. What mm-hmm. was best for the children, and um, Sophia, I, I need to express, I, I look back on it, uh-huh. Uh-huh. at what's not happening today. They're not thinking uh-huh. about what's best for all children. There's no such mm-hmm. thing as an imperfect child. The children mm-hmm. oh, should right. be the priority to the economy. What is best to help the children? And after World War II, my gosh, this country mm-hmm. helped each other. They didn't mm-hmm. care who had the biggest barn, but they helped them build the barn. They didn't mm-hmm. say that your hardware store is gonna get more money than my hardware store. They did everything they could to build the economy for the children to be able to have schooling and music and mm-hmm. and activities of sports and go I could go on and on. Visionary children growing up being able to express themselves without by somebody saying that's not how you should believe it. That's not the way mm-hmm. it is. You believe my way. They allowed those children to call, uh, have what's called debate clubs in the United mm-hmm. States way back in school. Debate, disagree, agree. How do you balance it? And as you remember, in the old world with journalism, they would always get one side, one side, and then another side, the other side. Uh, the journalist was the person, like you learn to be with the children, is, well, maybe you have that outlook, but there could be another way to think about that outlook, possibly, like scientists do when they're doing research, because all scientists, what I do in research with what I do, I want to see all that's going, what's there, what happened in the past. What's happening at the moment? What about the forward side? What is going on? How do we how do we work with this as we mold it uh, as it goes continues on? Um, and children in this country are allowed to do that. Well, they used to be more allowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm at that age group, Sophia, to understand every word you're saying as a person, though. I never looked at um, me, woman, you, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We never did that. Uh, We worked just as hard as a team player with what Mm -hmm. was going on, not thinking you, woman, me, and that's a man. But that was the way I was raised in my home. My brother and I were raised like twins. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, as if we were not, you know, uh, going out and doing all these, you know, his vision and my vision were respected. But back to your story. What a story. So you came to America with a vision and a dream. And you began to build with hard work. You probably didn't ask anybody to hand anything to you. You were willing to work. Because if you have it handed to you, you won't know how to do it. Somebody else did it. So you learned hard work to do what you wanted to achieve. If somebody handed it to you, you'd become a little lazy about the vision. Because it was handed to Mm -hmm. you. You didn't learn anything from that. We have to learn. It's like being, I always look at Sophia like the Super Bowl in this country. I get a Mm -hmm. kick out of using this a lot. Mm-hmm. We in America love sports, too, like everybody else does. But mm-hmm. there's something about that Super Bowl that we mm-hmm. all have that gathering at that date, behind the TV set, watching mm-hmm. how they got there, what they did, the secret plays, all of the how, whatever's going on, down to the last second of who wins the Super Bowl. hmm What are they doing? They're a visionary group of young people
2: entertaining
1: all the rest of us with a vision and showing us they're not going to give up all the way down to the last second. That's our country in technology, in medical field, and everything we touch But like you said, you came to America with a vision and you were given opportunities that maybe you might not have had as a visionary in in your country you came from. But tell us now, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I thought I'd put my my age group in there for it too.
3: (laughs) Well, two things, you know, I think what drew us to the Super Bowl is really that they touched us, right? We know the hard work they put in, that they don't give up, like you said, until the last second. And that excitement, you know, that you don't give up, you work hard, and that respect for the winning team as well as the losing team. There's something that I just find fascinating in the American political scene is, you know, when the a new president comes into the White House, you know, the way the uh, old one leaves, you know, it's so uh, civilized and so, you know, so graceful. And I just, it really touched me, you know, this this, uh, democratic way of transitioning power. It's very hard to find in other part
1: of the world and Can possible. I ask you something that you brought that up? Mm-hmm. Um, usually yeah. we don't think that way on the show, <laughs> but let's, you opened it up. Um, yes. In the rest of the world, and what our country has done for, all, mm-hmm. uh, for other parts of the world uh, to go in, when they were passive,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they were, they were very passive about their graciousness with the leader the population was. Did you ever find possibly that that passiveness in that particular different countries in history, mm-hmm. and it's all history, that when our country would have to come over and be a little more aggressive to help out with what they had happened, to, because of the, the leader was taking advantage of their passiveness, did you ever, our troops would go over our warriors, would drop everything in our homes and go off to another country? My brother my father was in World War II as in the army mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. draft he didn't he, he volunteered to go over, and he was at Normandy behind the scenes, because he was a Mm -hmm. combat engineer preparing Mm -hmm. for DDA. Mm -hmm. My brother was, uh, uh, he was in the Army, my brother was in the Marines, officer trained, went because of the choice of Vietnam for us to be there, Mm -hmm. and he was there. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget Sophia when he went. He was such a wonderful Mm -hmm. human being. And he Mm -hmm. said, he came back, he was shot up to pieces. Mm. They came back fine. He figured it, They figured it out on a hospital ship. And mm. they got him into a hospital, got him out fine. We thank God. But he said, there are countries of the world that are so passive about allowing the leader to be, you just said gracious, but, but they're being gracious with a leader to be able to take control of a population because they forgot what the stem of the seed, what the seed grows to the stem with their mm-hmm. beautiful past that they originated in their country and who, how they be, where, where they came from. And as you know, those countries, I have so much admiration to the Asian countries for the amount of years, Sophia, But it took to get where they're at because they're so much older than we are over here. But real quickly, uh, we'll be back in Mm -hmm. a second. Uh, We got to go. We only take one break. All I'm saying it's a thought, a thought of what goes on in here is uh, a thought. Is we is like you wanted to be a journalist. it, you want to be both sides of what's going on uh, for the rest of the world to notice, but I'll be right back and we'll continue on with your life and what you have taught and teach us of how you became who you are today and your passion. We'll be right back. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Missed with just a mist. Nature Tears is a trade secret, 100% water, uh, to supplement dry eye. Way back in time, long ago, blindness was out of control, and they invented, way back, an eye drop to kind of slow down that problem. They thought that it may needed to trap the over evaporation of the 99% water. Years ago now, they brought me to study what are we going to do with that evaporation because the weight on the tear film can be too heavy and cause, when it's applied, to over-evaporate also. So we invented a technology for the world to have is a new way of technology to supplement the atmosphere and over-evaporation of the eyes, for dry eye, that is an epidemic. People are not realizing the education behind that 99% water is over-evaporation of water. And that's what that word means, over-evaporation. The supplement is just a mist safe for every member of the family, and it can be used with all of your eye drops. It can be used for your everyday activities and for a healthier eye. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. We're going to be back with Sophia Parker. <music>
2: All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
0: Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleinehour at yahoo.com. That's Sharon at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Audience, I want to introduce you to Sophia Parker. Sophia, uh, mm-hmm. your story is just absolutely ma- amazing. And it's a story that thank you, goes on in our country from the beginning of the moment. My husband's from Holland and he came uh-huh. here in 1958 from Holland at 16 years old mm-hmm. and uh, he was sponsored to come and live here with his family mm-hmm. and um, so you're you're thinking as coming from Taiwan and uh-huh. coming into America how long ago was that
3: exactly 40 years ago i came 40
1: years um, all of 1979. Mm-hmm. And did you come with your parents, or did you come alone? I came alone, and I came oh. with two suitcases, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh-huh. the rice
3: cooker. That's how we all got started uh-huh. here. Yeah, and, uh, my husband
1: has his annoyed. first suitcase he carried.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he always yeah. tells
1: everybody, Sylvia, and 25 cents. <laughs> yes, and, and yeah. back in those
3: days, everything could fit in two suitcases. Now, you know, uh, we
1: can't move that. But now, you came little. to America. You, mm-hmm. Your vision began with the help mm-hmm. of individuals, and I'm sure, and your hard, hard work uh, and not giving up uh, mm-hmm. to get to that goalpost to that Super Bowl of Life. What's available? Mm-hmm. What, what's there? And tell me about where you're at today.
3: Okay. Today, I'm the CEO of a health IT company called DS Federal, and we specialize mm-hmm. in helping government uh, with data analytics and mm-hmm. um, science and research, in mostly in HHS, as well as uh, in the DOD health area. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Wonderful, wonderful, and then what? What led you to get involved in that? I was very
3: fortunate to uh, work on NIH campus um, in 1997 as a contractor, okay. and I fell in love with working um, on NIH campus. Just mm-hmm. every day to think that uh, the minute I foot onto the NIH campus, you know, thinking Mm -hmm. that people around me, they're world-class researchers and scientists and medical doctors. NIH uh, is truly the crown jewel and I just feel this great sense of pride. And ever since then um, I have options to work other places, but being able to be directly or indirectly part of great US research organizations right and, uh, it is it and is ATHM, yeah. you feel like mm-hmm.
1: that is meaningful anything right. else now is you're just saying not and, and you're saying NIH right you said NIH correct
3: yeah, yeah. National, national institute, institute of, of institutes of health mm mm-hmm. Yes. Right. But I want to be to understand in. what your initials mean. Yes. Okay. Yes. You're working in the government arena, you, you know,
1: we, we use acronyms all the time. Yes. But yeah, um, I know. So, in fact, I've had to say <laughs> in my research and everything I do when I'm uh, yes. out there running around, I've to all the scientists all over the world and what I do and everything, I said, you know, mm-hmm. with me, why don't we do me a little favor? Let's talk about the common sense of what the words you just said. So I, in the rest of the world, can understand because I learned in health education, mm-hmm. the lack of education has been concerning because people mm-hmm. are not always on the same wavelength. Example, if you're studying cardiology or you're studying, studying over here uh, lungs, or you're over here studying skin, they all talk differently in their language, even to each other, and to try to pick up on what they're trying to say with something that is happening. I've had scientists tell me all over the world, Sharon, that is a fact. Common sense is going to educate people to save more lives. But back to uh, NIH, for the world, You're with Mm -hmm. a wonderful organization, and I was able to uh, see interviewed not long ago uh, your head of NIH. I'm sorry. What Mm -hmm. is the doctor's name? You can tell the audience. Dr. Collins. Dr. Collins. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Excellent researcher. Yes. And now, how long has he been head of NIH? (gasps) We in here, I would say, let me think.
3: Um, at least close to twenty years, but he has oh, been in wow. NIH okay. uh, doing research for a long, long time. You know, uh, right. of of course, he's a presidential appointee, and uh, I think he was appointed by uh, Clinton, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's been at NIH for a long, long time. He's a wonderful human being. He's a musician. and: uh, Yeah, I, you know, he, he cares interviewed for deeply. 30 minutes.: and,
1: Yeah, yes. he is. He is yes. absolutely he plays a amazing yes. person. is yes. yes. amazing yes. human being. And listening to him of what he's trying to do with a nonprofit organization, and what he's trying to do with uh, ongoing research and to keep people funded for what they need. It's hard work, as you know, as a CEO of what you're doing, right? Yes, and also he is
3: very actively involved in the NIH Children's Inn. Um, Every year there's a big uh, gala to raise funds because this Children's Inn allows the patient's family to come live with them and um, while they're going through a difficult treatment, right. it's just Aww. a very beautiful, happy place, and I am so proud to be a participant of you know supporting this or uh, meaningful charity for a long, long time.
1: Now, mm-hmm. when you say at Children's mm-hmm. Inn... What Mm does that that, mean? It's kind of like the McDonald House. What is the answer to the audience? Okay. Okay. Yeah.
3: NIH Children's Inn is uh, located on NIH campus, and it's Uh, uh, like a wonderful um, guest house where Mm -hmm. they have uh, staff to work with the patients Mm -hmm. and their family, Mm -hmm. and they do a lot of activities as well. The schooling, Uh, they cook together, and companies like mine and other companies, we volunteer, we cook for the uh, patients and their family, or we, Mm -hmm. you know, play games Mm -hmm. with them, and um, so that the children feel very at home. They. Because these children are coming from right. all over the world and uh, many mm-hmm. different parts of the world. Now, United how many States.
1: children, excuse me for interrupting mm-hmm. again, but how many children are there at a time? Do you have any idea what, um, what that number uh, would be? I,
3: I don't. Uh, okay. But um, okay. Clinical Center is a research based, 100% research based uh, hospital okay. on NIH campus and children uh, who are there to attend clinical trial for treatment,
2: mm-hmm.
3: because of NIH Children's Inn, the children's family can come with them, live with them, and they can all, uh, all the patients, mm-hmm. you know, they play together, they help each other, mm-hmm. it's just a wonderful
2: oh, place.
3: Oh. And Dr. Collins and his wife, they are uh, actively... Um, Participating, they volunteer their time and they help out well with the fundraising. Every year, we break the fundraising record. Um, I think this year, the foundation raised uh, maybe one point two million just for one mm-hmm. event. Oh wow! But throughout mm-hmm. the year, uh, you can sign up there. and You can cook, clean, you know, mm-hmm. play games, and teach the mm-hmm. kids how to draw,
1: how to. Uh, play guitars. It it gives you hope. You know? oh, it's such, such a I'm, I'm getting place. tears mm. because I'm a thing. Mm. Of, I have a thing about children.
2: <laughs> in fact, mm-hmm. I had no yes. idea
1: we'd be talking about this. And you, I don't know if you heard my commentary when I talked about it the did. children on our planet. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> in fact, the yes. one time on our radio show, I had a physician position back in mm-hmm. New York, and and he was saying something about their child, and and I said, well, when we hang up. Mm. You tell that Mm -hmm. child that you Mm. met somebody that said, all children are perfect. And he said, oh, my gosh. So he called me back (sighs) at another time, and he said, Sharon, I told my child that Mm. he is perfect. And Mm. he looked at me, and he said, I know it. (laughs) Mm. But uh, back to the children on the planet. Mm -hmm. See, there's where Mm -hmm. my age group, uh, Sophia, is we used to think about what was best for the children all over the world. Mm -hmm. Priority. Not what was best for our, I'm going to, pocketbook. And we grew up in the United States after the World War II Everybody, mm-hmm. it was just contagious. Everybody wanted to help everybody right. regain and, and go out and get the schools going and, and all these activities. And nobody questioned for a mm-hmm. second the budgets that were necessary to, um, well, I guess that new modern word, to reboot the economy of America mm-hmm. after a depression and the war. Because remember, when we go off to war, we use our pocketbook mm-hmm. all the way down to the household on the farm. Yes, all the way yes. over the world. This is the United States of America. They're <sighs> so generous in this country, and and uh, but back to you today. Now you you have a we company. still are yeah,
3: and we still are and. In, in the power of the private sectors you know the a lot of the charity organizations, nonprofit organizations um, they are doing quietly doing things to help the disadvantaged or uh, you know help with you know young children and you know, our Education Foundation is just, uh, you know, out there. Americans are very generous towards oh, gosh. Yeah. Americans as well as people outside of America. And I think that mm-hmm. sets us apart. I think mm-hmm. you probably could get uh, a wealthy Chinese to donate to a project in the United States, uh, I mean in China, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in people around the world, they seldom think of folks in other countries. Whereas Americans, you know, wherever we are needed, we pour open our pocketbook. You know, we send our right. young children to Afghanistan. Sacrifice Iraq. our
1: blood, right? Sacrifice our blood. Our education, mm-hmm. everything about our confidence in the planet. Yeah. you know, I, I'm going to say something, and but I'm going to let you finish off the show. But sure. The one thing when you were talking, opening up my thinking too, as you were talking, is that here in the United States, um, did you notice that after the wars, after these things, they don't go in and say. Mm-hmm. Would you show appreciation to me at the time? They (laughs) overlooked it. They overlooked it. They were so gracious. And we were taught to have excellent manners. Uh But did you notice that you don't always think that way long term because of a new generation coming up that forgets about the sacrifice of what happened in history, whether at today the way they get to live? It came from history. And the grace yes. yeah, mm-hmm. Sorry. yeah, but uh, back to uh, you today, we've got two minutes left, mm-hmm. and I want your story for the audience to understand your passion mm-hmm. about what you're personally doing now. Now, do you uh, own a company or you're a CEO of a nonprofit group? Uh, both. I own uh,
3: DS Federal. I'm the founder, and uh-huh. today we have uh, 180 employees. Most mm-hmm. of them are uh, professional. Well, either we have IT specialists or mm-hmm. um, people with medical degrees, um, biology degrees, and science mm-hmm. degrees, uh Uh, supporting the federal government doing research. Um, Mm -hmm. We also um, provide support to uh, grants assistance. Uh, For example, Mm -hmm. helping HHS doing grants review or grants audit. uh, Wherever we're needed, wherever we can provide our expertise to the federal government, Mm -hmm. Um, um, that's what we're doing. And I
2: I wouldn't want to do anything else.
3: Yes, be Mm -hmm. be able to make a difference and make the world a better place, you know, not contributing to uh, weapons or wars or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, those... uh, I'm I'm just happy to be able to focus in health IT. And Mm -hmm. we also have a charity. It's called DS Federal ID Foundation, uh, and we support domestic as well as international refugee programs mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Afghanistan. For example, we have been helping um, Syrian refugees uh, for more than five years
1: now. Sometime, we that you would we, um, like to select. Make a yeah, uh-huh. if sometime you'd like to select somebody to come on the show that's been doing that. Uh-huh. Out there, that you know, would be a real good educator on what that achievement has been accomplishing and what they were trying to future is. Uh, future in America, it's all about giving back. Right? Yeah, we yeah.
3: teach volunteerism right. to young children, and we tell people the greatest honor is not mm-hmm. when you make it, but mm-hmm. when you make it when you can give it all, give it all back.
2: Those right. people are well, we're table. out of
1: time, and sorry, but you were wonderful. And your thank you so much. and your story is absolutely for every person well, out there you. to imagine thank what you. can be done if you're willing to work hard and have a passion, a heart exactly. about how to go yep. about what you're doing. Well, Sophia, thank you so much for thank giving us you. your precious time. Yeah. you tell everybody you. over there hello? And if you bump into I Dr. Collins, that. I think he is amazing. I was going to give him I, a call I, after the re, re, when he was being interviewed, and I never got a chance to get it done. But he I'll is. I'll tell amazing. you what,
3: I'll send him a message right now for you.
1: Okay. <laughs> I thank, thank you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Bye. 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 Well, I want to thank you, audience, for being with us today. But you heard with my commentary and you heard with Sophia Parker, her life, her story, coming as a child, young woman to America, one person, and doing what she's done. We're in this all together. We're all gotta be thinking about what's best for all of us. We wish you well, and especially all children. They're perfect. I wanna thank you for listening. And always put some child's heart, someone's heart in your hands and put all children's heart in your hands and love with a passion, your own vision, to so never give up with earth whispering to you. You're special. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for listening.